Okay guys, welcome back to Teen Muscle Radio and episode number 21. Uh, so today we are joined uh, by Luke Johnson uh, from Shredded by Science and I'm sure you guys will all know Luke. So what we are going to do is we're going to get straight into uh, the topic and straight into the good stuff. So today we're going to talk about uh, basically getting into online coaching and the reason for this is basically... Um, Obviously, I've been involved in online coaching for a short period of time, uh, comparative to Luke. I've been in the industry for sort of two years, um, and I've sort of been getting questions, etc., from people, and I wanted to provide a resource uh, for you guys. So we're going to basically take it from square one. Um, so we're going to surround sort of the setup process, etc., et uh, and then moving into sort of the, the later stages of being an online coach and, and how you can really take it to that next level. So, um, Luke, first sort of topic I wanted to discuss is when uh, when it comes to sort of uh, becoming um, an online coach. So the the first stage of of really getting into online coaching. Now you see a lot of people on Instagram that are maybe Instagram famous. You get the whole uh, gym memes with the uh, done one show become online coach. <laughs> Um, and I think this gives the online coaching industry maybe a little bit of a bad vibe and it almost scared me off a little bit when I started coaching some people um, in 2014-2015. So the first question that I really would like to ask is, is how do you feel that it is the best transition into becoming an online coach and alongside that do you think that there's a good advantage or uh, that people should maybe look into doing uh, one-to-one personal training prior um, to, to to getting into the online coaching industry? Cool. Well, first of all, you've ruined my, you need to have abs and you need to have an Instagram account with right. 20,000 followers yeah. and then sell these guides for £9.99, which are originally £99.99. <laughs> so cheers, AJ. Also, I just want to say thanks for having me on the show um, to be on a, to be a 30-year-old um, on a show which has teen in it. <laughs> Uh, and it's episode 21 so we're just at the teen eras with the ages uh, that's good um so because there's a few bits in sma ask like clarification but i'll start off with the the offline to online now there is overlap as in program is pro- is programming um uh, coaching someone is coaching someone however there are a lot of differences in regards to an online coach you have to be ready to only work on the beach um the Wi-Fi, you just have to live with poverty Wi-Fi, so you need to accept that. But, but in all seriousness, um, do I think you need? I think not only um, as personal training experience, but as in life experience as well. Yeah. So quite a lot of these guys are getting into it, and um, they they haven't got this offline personal training experience in regards to not just being able to coach people. Or training and nutrition. I mean, the training and nutrition knowledge they can pick up from um, sitting on their bum at home. It's no longer like you have to go and do a university degree. You then have to go and do your crappy PT level three qualification, which is nationally recognized and which most evidence-based practitioners recognize it as being crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go and watch Eric Helms' Muscle and Strength Pyramids. You can listen to AJ's podcast. You can follow Shredded by Science. You can. There's so many resources out there. So in regards mm. to getting the knowledge for training and nutrition, I don't think you need to start off with what, um, in-person, offline person training. Okay. However, I know me when I first qualified as like a 21-year-old 
And I, I originally thought, yeah, I've got this piece of paper. I'm just going to go into the gym. Everyone's £40 an hour was the the thing at the time. It probably still is around £40 an hour. You just think, yeah, I've got this certificate. I'm going to go in there. But me as a 30-year-old com- compared to me as a 21-year-old, my confidence levels are a lot better in regards to just being able to talk to people. Um, and the actual being able to adapt um, and working with a certain type of person definitely comes in handy in gaining that experience. Mm-hmm. However, however, when it's an online personal training, you can be very, very specific with your niche. Mm-hmm. So we I always give the example like offline, you can go and talk to Gladys, who's 82, and then you can go and talk to AJ, who's, how old are you, AJ? 20. 20, yeah. damn, that, t- <laughs> that decade. So I, I can go and talk to AJ, and we could be talking about lifting, we could be talking about girls, we could be talking about doing stuff with girls or boys, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not discriminating. But then I'm not going to go and talk to Gladys on the gym floor and be like, Gladys, how you doing? As as Arthur, have you been sorting him out in the bedroom department? Like, I'm not going to talk like that way. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, when people try to do that online, it just doesn't work very well. Yeah. So it's a really good question. I don't think... I think it's valuable as in to get offline experience to work out who you work best with yeah. and just get life skills in general. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at online coaching, I know plenty of offline coaches which are terrible at online because they're like, I don't know how to even use the internet. Yeah. I don't know what is Dropbox. What the hell is that? What's an, an iCloud? What's G Drive and what's this? So I think as a as we're moving, as the as we're moving more with the times with social media, with with things like not using a USB. Mm-hmm. Remember the USB days? Yeah. That was when I first started. I'm thinking about it's probably five, maybe a little bit long longer when I started doing online coaching. But it's that USB, and I remember losing it once, and it was in my Vauxhall Corsa, and it fell down the handbrake thing because it wasn't the best car um, at the time, and it had a little gap. And I, I remember going to the house, I'm like, Dad, I can't find my USB. I've got all my training client stuff on that USB. Oh, no. And we ended up going out there with like looking around in the car, a hanger in the handbrake. We found it, and I was like, Phew. so I think there is definitely similarities. Like training and tra- training and nutrition is is that. It's all about. And what thing I want to highlight as well, everyone's really annoying me at the moment. We're just learning for the sake of it. So I'm just going to do another academy because this one's on nutrition. I've already, I've only done three other academies already. Um, I'm going to go to another conference that I've already seen that person, they're just going to talk about the same shit. Can I swear on this? Yeah, you can swear. Yeah, go for it. Fuck for that. (laughs) Same shit over and over again. And I think what what really annoys me is that everyone's in this thing of like learning, learning, learning all the time. With online coaching, you don't need to have offline experience, but I think it can help. Mm -hmm. But you need to, um, when it comes to online, you need to be very specific. Like you, yours is what the Team Muscle Radio. Yeah, Team Muscle Radio. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it says what it is on the tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? You're putting that consistent, valuable content to that demographic, because if you try to just please everyone online, yeah, I've tried. It, I've tried. Just, that. <laughs> yeah. We've all tried it. Yeah, I remember yeah. back in the day, my spreadsheets had grid lines in them, <laughs> and there's a picture, a little picture of me topless, I, and I actually I had them. Well. I'm like, yeah, like, but then I had, to, I'd like Debbie. Who I'd like Josh, uh, Josh and Debbie. They was like son and uh, and and mum, uh, and they both had the same looking spreadsheets. And I think I didn't know who wanted me topless on their spreadsheet less, like <laughs> Debbie or Josh. So I, I don't think you can. I just think as in a person, just getting life experience. Um, mm-hmm. 
it can help. What was like the first part of your question? Um, it was it was primarily just sort of the first part of the question was sort of just coming into it, and I think you you touched on that really well in terms of how people could initially tran- like transition into online coaching. The f- you touched on the fact that you obviously the whole 20k followers etc etc and you touched on obviously the the, the personality and dealing with people and uh, learning that through one-to-one coaching and then it's sort of yeah essentially the question was primarily based on whether people should be looking to do one-to-one prior to to being an online coach and, and you answered that 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 pretty well can i also add that i'm a advocate as in i don't think we should divide them up as online and offline personal training okay I think we do that because we like to categorize everything. Yeah. But if I went back into the gym, mm-hmm. all of my all of my clients would have to check in online. Oh yeah. Once yeah, a yeah. week, yep, yep, yep. all of my clients would have their programming done. It's like I look at the like the nineteen nineties personal trainer. It's just like a factory worker. Mm-hmm. Where someone comes in, you go, "Are you fit?" You put a heart rate monitor on them, and then you put them on a treadmill. And you look on your phone and you're just like, yeah, whatever. And then you beast them for that hour. And then they go away. They eat what they want. There's no other training support. It's like, if you pay me for more, to train you three times a week, I will train you three times. But if you only pay me once, I'm only going to beast you for that session. You go away. You do what the hell you want. So it's I look at it as personal training is sort of like a it, – it's not enough now to just – give like training and then you have a, a, a nutritionist and then you have yeah. someone who does your sports massage because your your trainer or physio has beasted you for that hour or two hours a week and they don't know what the hell they're doing mm-hmm. so i don't think we should categorize them as different the only thing which is different in my opinion is whether you see that person via skype once a month or yeah. if at all or if you're actually training them in person and off online personal training isn't for everyone the best mm-hmm. avatar for online personal training is someone who is younger, who knows how to use technology, who knows how to track macros, who knows how to train, who enjoys training, not um, 48-year-old Sally who's been on every single yo-yo dieting diet out there. She doesn't even know what a carbohydrate is. She's never lifted the weight. If you say hip thrust, she thinks it's something you do in the bedroom. Um, they don't do well with online person training. Take this one. Like, learn from my mistakes. Five years ago, I, I had... I had a young dude like you, younger than you at the time. Uh-huh. And guess what? Through just coaching a wide variety of people, they were killing it. I didn't have to. They they checked in every week. They tracked everything. They enjoyed their training. They got amazing results. And then I had other clients um, who didn't have that motivation, who didn't have that knowledge, who didn't have that experience of lifting. And they done crap with online personal training. Not crap because I, I still looked after them, but it took me three to four times the amount of time per week to service that client than it did to service someone like AJ, where I could literally just say, here's your new mesocycle. Your weight on average is dropping. That's cool. We're on target. If it's not, we're going to tweak it or we're going to have a diet break. I'm just going to look at your MyFitnessPal and I've realized that you just keep spunking all of your fat intake on peanut butter. Stop eating peanut butter. Let's get a bit more variety in regards to having some red meat, some fattier cuts of meat. Uh, and coaching someone that way because they've already got that knowledge rather than just trying to like on, online personal training will not work very well if they are low motivation have low knowledge and low experience in lifting mm, so just, yeah. like the only way that could work is if you do this group thing 
yeah, yeah, the group yeah. Like, might work, but it's not a, it's not, it's sort of semi-personalized in regards to everyone. You might have a group where you're looking at an education process so it might be each week you or each day there's little videos little tips or it might be like a 30 day or 60 day tone or shape or whatever epoxy words you want to use yeah. um and then that works in that capacity where you're not expecting them to track all the macros and it's more of like a, a learning or unlearning bad habits forming some good habits uh, and doing it that way but when it comes to if it's just like one-to-one online personal training it, it doesn't work and you just got to marry the approach to what works for that type of individual, that avatar. Yeah, absolutely. And to, to come back to your comment as well regarding sort of uh, the one-to-one trainers and the the online side of things as well, I totally, totally agree that, that they, they should be together. You should have check-ins. You should treat one-to-one clients like you would an online in terms of the infrastructure with training sheets, with um, you know the, all, all the data logged etc and and that's something that I found uh, in the gym that sort of I I do some one-to-one training is the other trainers they they want they, they they're interested in online but they're currently they've not got any infrastructure for their one-to-one clients they're not getting results with the one-to-one clients but they're full so they're earning lots of money but they're not churning out any results with these you know 30 40 clients that they've got because they've got no structure to check in with them. They don't know what they're eating. They're referring out for nutrition. It's like they're making lots of money, but they're not actually getting any results. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I really, yeah, I really, really do agree with that point. Um, and yeah, yeah, great answer to that question. So we will, we, <laughs> we will move on to basically. So let's say that individual A is has become an online coach, um, and one of the biggest questions. Um, that, that a lot of people have asked me and a lot of people asked in sort of my free group as well is is, is how do you go gaining clients when, when you're mm-hmm. an online coach? And maybe the first way that I wanted to structure this question to you, Luke, is how do you go about gaining clients when you're literally square one, you have no real name for yourself, you're not Instagram famous, you're not on a beach, you haven't got 20K followers, how do you go about gaining those initial clients that will then obviously maybe provide momentum uh, to, to get you further? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, how do you gain those clients? Are we talking about they've got their systems in place? Because I think one of the things what annoys when I first started, it might, might sometimes it would take me like six to eight hours for a startup plan. I'd be there with a calculator and I'd sure. be like, okay, two grams per kilogram. And body weight, da, 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 da. Now we've got spreadsheets for, for doing that. So are we go in as in they have their systems in place because systems is a key thing when it comes to yeah. efficiency and taking on more clients and spending less time per client per week per month yeah i think i think that's a good i think that's a good idea maybe we should in terms of setting up the structure maybe we should talk about that first prior to going on to i think you i think they both work hand in hand hand in hand okay we'll hand we'll hand, um, hand it we're hand, hand it. we're virtually handhold and, we'll and then we'll see how far we go we might go base two in, in this skype and then we might have to meet up to go to the third base um okay cool. but, so do you want me to so, restructure the question or no no okay? no we're, we're, okay. we're keep with it as okay, long cool. as we can touch base on sister I'd, i mean aj said about do you want a question beforehand i said forget the questions we'll just go with it i'd rather not see the questions i think it shows someone's ability or knowledge that they're like oh, i don't need to see the questions we're yeah, just no, roll with it. like if it was about training and nutrition then do you want to talk about some sciencey shit i'd be like okay let me dust off my cobwebs and let me get some references for you to sound so intellectual (laughs) um but going back to it's just 
to get my very first clients, mm. get people who already know you. If you're doing online, if you're doing offline personal training already, and you've lost clients because they couldn't afford it or they moved away, contact them. Um, put a post up on your personal Facebook and say, "I'm looking for X amount of people to guinea pig, pilot, whatever the hell you want to call it." Yep. That's what I did. I literally had Luke Johnson with a lemon ice cream. Oh, fuck, I'm third person. What a cock. <laughs> um, I just say it. Lemon ice cream, slightly out of shape, body hair. And then I just fantasy of, I want to be a fitness model. I want to be on the front page of a magazine. This is my this is my younger douche version of Luke Boyce. Um, and then, so then what I did is I went like complete, this was when I was complete bro, mm. where it was like, carbs are bad. I can have them once a day, only in the evening. Uh, everything else is just like veg and meat or boiled eggs with paprika. Um <laughs> And walnuts. They had to have walnuts if the uh, walnuts weren't. But walnuts are quite expensive. So, um, <laughs> all you teens on here, you teen fans, uh, look for a cheap alternative. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't need it. Oats are fine. You can do that. And some protein powder is fine. Proats, I think, <laughs> call it. <that. laughs> so, what I did was um, get shredded. It was a 10 week gap. And I put, and I went in for this magazine thing. It was an online magazine mm -hmm. back in those days. We're talking like five to go or, or longer um shaved or waxed all of my chest hair uh pumped done probably like 400 push-ups put baby oil on got my sister's boyfriend at the time who's now a husband to take pictures of me because he'd done photography and then i this was back in the day when twitter you know twitter people you teen guys don't twitter used to be a thing and um i put a picture up of me with the lemon ice cream with hair and me like not even like diced or anything. It's probably like 10% body fat mm -hmm. um, with tans, uh, with baby oil, with doing plenty of push-ups. And everyone was like, wow, Luke, I want you. So when people say like before and after pictures don't work, they still work. Mm -hmm. Do you know what works better? A progress picture, not calling it before and after because mm -hmm. you're using that terminology and telling a story. So this is this was within a 10-week period. Luke trained three times a week. He'd done this split, blah, blah, blah. His macros went from this to that. That's better than a before and after picture. Yeah. Um, I had a load of people like, Luke, I want you to train me. And this is when I was lecturing full-time. So I was doing 40 hours a week. And I was like, okay, I cannot physically train you in person because I just don't have the hours. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can train you online. Because there was a few little douchebags at the time doing um, online coaching, like saying it was personalized and it wasn't. And... I just went onto Twitter because I was using that. I went onto my personal Facebook and she said, I'm looking for 10 people to do eight weeks body transformation for 100 quid. And out of the 10, probably eight of them were school friends. And I got really great results with them. And then I had like at least eight pictures of before and afters of these body transformations. And then I used them. And then I got more people and then more people so i think when you're looking at how the hell am i going to get the first clients just because you have the internet and i can target people in america who are conor mcgregor fans who live in new york city within a certain mile radius who earn over x amount of money just because i can target them it doesn't mean i, I should because it takes time to build this value like yeah. how many times think about it how many times have you gone onto facebook and you've seen an ad of these body transformation specialists i see these marketing gurus now um who don't have a business i'm thinking if you're really good at marketing why the hell you not got a business that you market that makes money rather than trying to consult for other people mm. that to to do their marketing 
Um, so first and foremost, go with people you know, because that barrier to entry there, you already, so if we look at like brand awareness, know, like, and trust and stuff like that, people already know you because they were your school friends. Yeah. They hopefully like you a little bit. They know that you're, you're not a dickhead on Facebook. Um, they're the people which you'll be able to get to sign up initially. So think about friends, maybe not family members um, or distance family members, and then look at um, people people you know or ex-clients if you if they have gone away, if you are getting into offline, uh, if you are getting into online through offline PT, because they, you've already built that rapport. You know they invested in their, their, their training, their nutrition and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then guess what? You're just going to have to be patient. You're just going to have to be very specific. If you can take away one thing from this podcast or radio or episode or whatever you can call it, is when it comes to online personal training, guess what? The internet is social media. The social media is the internet now. Like, mm. it just is. So you need to look at your strengths. Like, if you talk like this, then you can't really... Do you know what I mean? Then don't yeah. go and start a podcast or don't go and start a vlog. Um, yeah. Focus on what you're good at. The best avatar for most of these guys, just basically try and appeal to people like you three years ago or two years ago. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You understand that. Like if I try to target females online, I'm like, well, I have a D and now I have a V. And um, I don't know about menopause or whatever it is. So if you're really looking to try and target someone, target you a few years ago before you yeah. got educated before you started listening to aj's podcast focus on that but then you just have to only and i mean only post content that aj would like like yeah. i don't want to post content if i post on facebook and it appeals to you one day and then the next day i'm talking about menopause you'll be like what there's just a disconnect. There needs to be something in sync. You need to basically, when you start online coaching, your whole competition is the world. But then when you get real specific, that narrows it down. So we're talking billions of people. Mm. Let's say millions of coaches. Um, and then you're going, right, no, I'm just a team muscle guy. How many other people are there like that? I can't think of many mm. who actually have team in their title. So when it comes to someone following you, they're going to connect with you, AJ, more than they're going to connect to me. I'm 30, you're 20, yeah? You, you just come out of your teens, but you can understand that. You um, get social media, you're a different person to me, we have different life experiences, we have different likes and things like that. So someone who is you, say an 18-year-old, is going to connect with you more yeah. than me as a 30 year old however a 30 year old dad who's going to connect with me more because you're only 20 and you don't have a child that you're aware of mm, yeah do you know what I mean I, so when it comes to that you just need to be patient and just mark it like a magnet sorry for cutting you off mark it like right. a magnet attract those that you want and repel those that you don't like Absolutely. you can do this when you, your target audience is the world but if you try to do this and it's like a little town in South Wales with a population of 400 people and only, and they're like the average age is 50 mm -hmm. and you're trying to be that team muscle guy. It's not going to work. So there's a, there's a thing like find, it's like find your avatar, find your niche, or maybe just be your poxy self and let your niche find who the hell you are. Like you will, if you are yourself and you're consistent with that, 
then the people which enjoy that will start following you on Facebook or on Instagram, on the Snap. And then after two months or three months, and we, did, we actually done some research on this with the Shredded by Science Academy. And I thought, right, on average, it's like a thousand pounds to sign up for the academy, whether it's monthly or paying for. And I thought, right, well, we've SBS Shredded by Science has only been around three years, I'm thinking. And we, we changed avatars as well, which we can maybe touch base on later. But okay. we, I thought, right, for a thousand pounds a month, a thousand pounds in total, say over a year, that's quite a big investment. They probably need to follow us for like, a year to two years before they make that transition as in a fan to an actual member or a client. Sure. When we looked at it, of those which signed up this intake where we've got like 113, um, like 45% of them had been following Shredded by Science for less than six months. So I'm like, damn. Interesting. That, that's, so if I hypothesize that, I would have uh, predicted that they need to follow us at least 12 months before they actually jump in and make that commitment. So. I think it's based on the frequency and the value and the consistency and being in sync. So if you're vlogging, say, for every single day, yeah. you've got seven pieces of content just on video format, just on YouTube, say, mm-hmm. to actually make an impact. Where if you only do it once a week, that's all right. It's going to take you seven weeks to turn out the same amount of content. Yeah. So it's looking at the platform, marrying your strengths to the platform, and then going all in on them, and making sure you're just everywhere, like mm. absolutely everywhere. And I wouldn't even focus on like Facebook ads and stuff like that because you probably don't even know how to do them. And you you and you think, and what I say as well, focus on the content and providing value to a specific person. So every time I post something, I'm thinking, does AJ like that? AJ's a person trainer. He's my target audience. Would mm. AJ find value in that? If no, then there's not. Then it's not great content. Do you know what I mean? Co- content has to, it's all about relevancy. Mm. Now, if I put out great content for personal trainers every single day, whether it's on Snapchat, which we do, on Instagram, on YouTube, not on a daily basis, on Facebook on a daily basis. Yeah. We're, 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 I mean, I've run some stats in like three months and a uh, period from the Academy launch. I mean, I could, I could try and find them somewhere, but like the amount of reach, like we reached over like 200,000 people. And had X amount of engagements in just a three-month period. Mm-hmm. So it's looking at how you can pr- consistently provide value on multiple different platforms, but the platforms that your avatar are in. So you know, where, where are you on then, AJ? Where do you focus more of your social media content on? That's a good question. I'd say, and I was going to sort of talk about this as well, I'd say definitely recently it's gone more towards Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, and just those three. Because in the past, what I try and do is uh, I try to be on YouTube. I try to do, uh, so I, you know, I, I try to set up a Twitter and all of this jazz. But I, I never got the same the same sort of response as I should um, on those platforms. Like YouTube, just it just never seemed to grow. Whereas I'd look, I'd look at other people that were not getting any growth on Facebook like they'd put up a really long informative post they get one like you know no comments no engagement no nothing but they put up a YouTube video ton of comments ton of views because they're very good on YouTube mm-hmm. um, so I'd say I resonate massively with you on the consistency front because I'm like into a routine with I know when I'm gonna post on Instagram like I know that before I do anything in the morning I'm probably gonna post on Instagram and I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna try and give some value so I knew when, before I got on this podcast Post on Instagram, 
um, give a little bit of value. And then my Facebook, I'd always schedule something 6 p.m. every single day. Like, I don't think there's a day that I've missed that in mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and the same with Snapchat as well. There's, I think Snapchat is probably one of the ones that I've sometimes fall, fell back on purely because I've struggled with the whole how do I grow this type thing and I know because it's hard to get organic followers on it really like you have to yeah. you have to have a Facebook or an Instagram or a YouTube or another platform where they can find you by people sharing content or by typing stuff in or uh, keywords like YouTube but that's the thing when it comes to Snapchat you need to have a good following on a on another platform to then get those people onto your Snapchat so you might say YouTube and you might do two videos a week um, one on training one on nutrition or whatever it is or it might be free or daily or whatever it is let's say it's just let's let's not go with daily but then what you can do is use snapchat as a depth building as in you already follow me on facebook or youtube you you see like two videos a week but if you follow me on snapchat you're going to see me every single day you're going to see me you're going to know exactly what i'm going to upload on youtube because i'm going to tell you about that i'm going to snapchat me right now just saying i'm pod i'll just like just a quick snap i've already done this on snap aj's there look and just bang i've got that there so it's looking it's looking at the platforms and respecting the platforms one thing as well like let's try and give as many nuggets as we go i ain't saying knowledge bombs because cops say that (laughs) boom and then they do that at the end look out i can't remember what i was gonna poxy saying that because i've got onto cocks and knowledge bombs um but look at yeah it's there somewhere but (laughs) if looking looking at documenting your life like you might not be able to afford a cameraman following you around all day but anyone can just get snapchat and anyone can just record what they're doing and that's mm. providing depth with their actual followers you so you you're not going to get new people following you on snapchat like they would have found you on youtube or found you on facebook and then they've gone oh this person's on snapchat do you yeah. know what i mean but what you're doing is you're servicing the 200 to 300 people maybe more maybe less and giving them a behind the scenes look because people are nosy like yeah. the big brother like people would watch other people sleep mm-hmm. so i mean you might not find it interesting but other people do so it's having that it's having that balance of like my instagram filtered everything i want you to see that snapshot and then snapchat is like just the behind the scenes or instagram stories is the behind the scenes of stuff now yeah and it's yeah, having yeah. having having that balance of both creating content and documenting so create creating could be your your nice camera your very well edited video mm. and then that that has more thought like when i do youtube videos now i storyboard the hell out of stuff i, I have a this thing here so but i know and i didn't used to do this but you'll mm. see is this going out via video yeah or not yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah video so i've got that there so i i frame stuff and i say right these are the topics and this is what I'm gonna. This one was about publish. This was um, for SPS Elite publishing your, like your blog, like yeah. creating blogs and going through the process. Yeah, yeah. So that is me creating content. That is me spending an extra three, four, five hours per week creating it, knowing exactly where I want it to look at, nice and edited, music, every, everything fine. That's just what I want everyone to see. But when you've got Instagram stories or when you've got Snapchat, I'm showing you the behind the scenes. I'm showing you me. In, in Plowway Calf down the road, me drawing that. So people know that it's coming. So it's having both creation of content and documenting that creation that you put out. And it's the, I would probably arguably say it's the documentation of the behind the scenes stuff, which builds relationships more than just yeah. that 
or two videos on YouTube per week. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something as well for me is something that annoys me and something like when when people say sort of, you know, you know how, how do you grow your Snapchat or how do you grow your Instagram or how do you get people to come through to uh, inquire about personal training through Instagram and Snapchat because I'm quite open that I do get quite a lot of people through Snapchat and through Instagram inquiring um, and quite a lot of the time like the people that are struggling with the growth of that is like half the time they're not being themselves on the platform so like they'll they'll be that and like you said the whole highlight reel on Instagram that's kind of different but when you're not like people know you as a person on YouTube or something and then you're completely different on Snapchat and your tone of voice is completely different on Facebook like it's never the same so I think consistent if you'd agree I think consistency across all the platforms is probably something that in terms of your just your generic personality it's not difficult to walk and talk when you're being yourself like you're the same when you listen to you on a podcast you're the same on snapchat like yeah it's because it's it's that consistency not only in consistently posting at 6 p.m on facebook every single day it's the consistency with your brand message like everyone is a brand like you aj morris is a brand Mm -hmm. yeah Every, you're just a personal brand and then you may work for a company or, or you may have, do you know what I mean? Where you, there's a bigger brand to that, but yeah. everyone is them. Everyone is like me and you, we've met up a few times and stuff like that. If you, mm-hmm. I was one way a particular time, if I was dressed in like the 99s and talking like this and then next minute I'm in the park and I'm swearing, there's a disconnect. You're, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't know who the real me is or I don't know who the real AJ is. So how can you sign up with someone if you don't trust someone? Yeah. And they're like, well, hang on a minute, this person totally... And we see it all the time on Facebook, like especially in our little evidence-based science bubble where people are like, oh, this person's a troll or this person's... Oh, this person's a, a dickhead on Facebook, but in person, they're really nice. I'm like, I don't care. If there's... If they're... If they're if there's a massive difference then they're just a dickhead in general and it's like i don't care whether they're a nice person when you get to know them it's like just be yourself and if you and the thing is you can you can um guess what you can be yourself a hundred percent of the time and if people don't like aj or if people don't like me then i don't want their money anyway why would i want their money i'll be like if you don't like it because i dropped a couple of swear words on the podcast or i made some jokes and you didn't find them funny it's like i would rather you not even listen to me ever again or even know of me ever again like i want you i want me to be dead to you mm-hmm. because i don't want to even have a, a, a connection whatsoever with that type of person so definitely write what you said like it has to be consistency with the value consistency with the tone the message and consistency across platforms but then still res- respecting platforms this is one thing which i did forget don't link up your Twitter, your Facebook, and Instagram. So when you post on Twi- on Facebook, it automatically goes onto Twitter. Or when yeah. you post on Instagram, it automatically goes onto Facebook. Yeah. Because even though most people, we know pretty much everyone's on Facebook, there might be some people which aren't on Facebook. Or there might be people on Facebook which are not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And each platform has different quirks and things to it. Like on Facebook, you could upload however long video you want to do. With Instagram, it gives you a minute at the moment. Beforehand, it gave you less. Twitter now gives you like I don't two two hundred and forty seconds, maybe less, maybe more. I don't go on it as much, but it's looking at the platforms, looking at the type of people on them platforms, and respecting those platforms for like an Instagram is a creative. So 
rather than you just putting up a gen like just one simple thing facebook 1200 by 628 do an image for that yeah then go to instagram do an image 1080 by 1080 spend three more minutes but make it specific to the platform by making it 10 by 1080 by 1080 rather than using the same one for facebook onto instagram your image ain't going to be that big your image is going to be that big and it's going to be square and people you might you might just get someone to stop scrolling their phone because it is a bigger size yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So spend a little bit more time and respect the platforms. Like you can put some longer form stuff on Instagram, but there is a limit. Yeah, so yeah. if I put a thing on Facebook and it's like 700 words, I'm not saying that that's the pe best words or whatever, but then you go to Instagram, you can't do that on Instagram. You need to have it, you need to Instagram it up a little bit or Facebook yeah. it up a little bit or Insta story. So I do stuff now where we actually create content on Instagram at Shred by Sites, just putting that in there if you're personal trainer if you're not personal trainer please don't follow us um on insta stories it's uh 1080 via 1080 1920 so normally like hd's 1920 by 1080 if you flip it around a bit so if i'm doing videos now i'm thinking what well, can i actually get that into 1080 by 1920 or images so that when we upload into instagram stories it's actually uh, native content created just for instagram stories or it's just for Instagram, or it's just for Facebook. So don't just link up all your social media accounts and post it, and then you end up looking on someone's Facebook profile, and there's like 30 hashtags. It's like no one uses hashtags yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it just looks lazy. It looks like you've not really bothered, and you're just trying to, like, it just doesn't work. Like spend a little bit more time focused on that. Another thing about the online coaching thing, I would pick someone now, as an online business, I would rather pick, I would go by, like back in the day it used to be CVs. If someone wanted to work for Shredded by Science, and you can't by the way, because we ain't taking on coaches, unless you're an educator, then, then, get, at, then get at me. Uh, I The CV of 2017, because we're there now, I look at your social media. So if AJ applied to work for Shredded by Science, not that he is, but it would be sensible. You know, no one you can't <laughs> not even aj can i do you know what i do i'd go and look at his social media i'd be like okay he gets it because i'm an online business and guess what we're media companies if we look around this office now i've got one camera i've got two cameras i've got tripods i've got these cameras do you know what i mean i've got i just bought a, a horrible gaming laptop which is hideous looking for live streaming we are yes. a media company we are literally i pay thousand pound a month to have a white walls in like a little office so we can just record content so we can just create 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 we're a media company so i would hire a trainer now my criteria would be like do they get it are they a personality are they scared on being on camera or are they a really good writer if they're not a good writer are they good on being on camera do they get instagram do they get social media and then do they have a brain or do they have a desire to learn? Because I can teach that. I've got people. I've got Eric Helms, Mike Zudos, Alan Aragon. I've got plenty of friends who have got plenty more smarts than what I have when it comes to training nutrition. But you can't really teach personality. You can improve it a little bit. But you just either got it or you ain't. So it's looking, being very self-aware and being like, I'm the guy who loves being on camera. Like I used to, I didn't hate the camera, but Snapchat, my confidence through the roof now. I'm like, if I see a camera, I'm not like, do you know, like some people, are like oh, I don't want to see it. I'm just like, yeah, hello, <laughs> camera, like my webcam's on. That's I'm like, we doing it. Um, but it, do you know what I mean? I'd rather pick someone who gets something like that, who's not a complete like, uh, 
yeah. but have a desire to learn because I can I've got all the resources in the world to improve their training and nutrition but if the, if if they're just not that way inclined if they just don't get it via social media or they feel they don't have a skill in regard to providing content whether it's written form audio form or video form then I wouldn't get them so I, I think definitely those which are looking to get into online coaching and not go down the offline PT route, which you don't have to do. You don't have to do anything. I like doing, I actually like doing the opposite of what everyone else is. Like all the other academies out there, they're not using Snapchat. I'm using Snapchat. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at getting the young 18, 19 year olds, and I, but I'm, I'm waiting that long game. I'm not look. I don't, you might not have the money now to spend a thousand pounds on the academy, but I don't care. And I think you just got to give, 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 but not expect to receive. So don't, most people in the industry are just like, I'm going to do an Instagram post and it's me with my abs, which gets attention. But I use a, let, let's, let's bring it back to sex and stuff like that. Let's, let's look at, because, I, but the way I'm talking now on your podcast is specific to a younger audience. Yeah, if I'm on another yeah. podcast and their target audience and their listeners are older, I probably wouldn't be giving these examples. No. But let's look at um, the analogy of, um, Getting like most Instagram posts now is like they grab attention as in you've got abs. Now I'm not saying don't have abs because if you're into fitness, but how many people do we know, AJ, who are just literally a pair of abs? A and they have nothing to do with training. And they <laughs> no all they sell the, their, their their whole business model is predicated on them being in shape. But guess what? There's a thing called aging. And AJ ain't gonna be twenty for the rest of his life. When he's thirty, he still might be in shape. But there's going to be a lot. There's going to be newer twenty-year-olds. There's ten-year-olds now who are now going to be twenty, mm. and people are going to resonate with them. Like yeah. you get older, and you're probably your followers at the moment are a similar age, so they're going to get older as well. So yeah. the stuff you put out is going to it's going to it's going to tweak and it's going to change and stuff like that. But if your whole business model is predicated on you having abs, it's not a business model. Mm. You're just basically just grabbing attention. It's like going to a club, and you see this girl at the bar. And she is a 10 out of a 10. There's no question. There's no man in that room which is going to say otherwise. She is a 10 out of a 10. But the music's pumping, yeah? Like, like You can't have a conversation with this 10 out of 10. But she gives you the eye for whatever reason. She, she might be partially sighted. We don't know that at the time. You get you get a number or you get a Snapchat. You snap, you snap her code, yeah? Let's, get it, let's keep it. You, I'll, just, code, yeah. I'll just snap to your code. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Snap gash is the new thing comes in. Uh, and then all of a sudden, yeah, so you, you, you start snapping. You, you're following on Snapchat. You're building some sort of relationship. Rapport. Yeah, rapport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're caught in. That's not, like when my granddad first said, oh, you caught in this one. I'm like, what the hell was that? I ain't taking this to court. I'm like, oh, that you mean seeing someone. Mm-hmm. So you young guys, like, what the hell does he mean caught in? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just basically your... your going steady or you're seeing someone um and then you go out on a date with her yeah she's still a 10 out of 10 she looks mm. stunning you sit down you're having a meal she's the dumbest thing you've ever come across there's nothing she's just literally a pretty face and a nice body or it could be him because uh, it's the other way around even though, I know, even though most of your listeners are probably male so we'll keep oh. it that yep. now she might be a 10 out of 10 but you're like she is the most boringest but the most boring person I've ever come across, <laughs> she thinks Brazil is in Russia. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is nothing to her. The only thing I could possibly do, because she's a 10 out of 10, 
is take her back to my bedroom. There's no way I'm marrying her. Okay. And that's the same with like these Insta famous coaches, yeah. as in they may just be a physique. And like, there, we know plenty of people which have used stupid tactics to get shredded. Like, only eat clean, bro. And yeah, like sugar's like worse than heroin and stuff like that. Um, but they still get in shape and they still attract those type of people. Um, but there's no substance to them. So once their abs are gone, once they've aged, they don't have a business anymore. There's new AJ Morris's on, on, on the horizon. You're 30 and now they're 20. So you need to provide substance. So you could have all the social media in the world, but if you ain't actually good at what you do, like you said before, but they, they don't get results with clients, like whether it's offline or online, it's like you need to make sure it's like a double-edged sword. If you just focus on being really good at marketing and you do this Facebook Ninja Hat course and then this Instagram one and then this one, you're just basically getting eyes onto you. Yeah. People only buy shit once. They sign up for your coaching. They go, fuck it now. Like he looks good, but he's he's coaching experience. The service is terrible. They're not going to come back. And the great thing about social media is it gives you a microphone. Like we can compete with the big companies now. Anyone, we're going to start the fitness hour, like a live stream show. And we're going to have guests in and guests via Skype. It gives you so many possibilities. Like you don't need to be like having a, a shed load of money. You can just, you've got a smartphone. You could just video on this and you could build a following. But then there needs to be substance. There needs to be backing that up with the actual knowledge. So you need to make sure you learn your craft. You, you continue to learn but you apply it at the same time and you need to make sure you get results and people happy with your service because just having apps and the good thing about social media is if you do fuck people over, everyone knows because they'll be like calling you out. This nutrition guy is, is taking my money and not provided a service. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. So it, it swings about roundabouts. It gives you a platform to succeed, but it also gives you this platform to be cut down one moment just like that done. so it's done done and dusted yeah yeah i i think that that's something that more people should think about that last comment in terms of making sure that that they start off in the in the right place because or they don't especially they don't rush into it because people will make mistakes and i'm sure that there's you know i'll be honest it's there's there's plenty of mistakes that i've made in coaching but not big enough to, to, to do that and to, to really give me a lot to deal with. But a lot of people I've seen is like, they'll get into it, <clears throat> they'll get into it in a rushed way, they'll do things incorrectly for a long time and then that's it. Or <laughs> they get put off the industry forever because they're just not getting what they want out of it. Um, yeah. So I think where you start is going to be definitely essential for how long you last in the industry um yeah because it, it is a very saturated market so if if, if you're planning to do well you, you have to like you said be very patient but mm -hmm. also at the same time think about the long term and and ha how well you're going to progress as a coach um yeah both, for, both from like like you said adapting to new avatars and your new target market um, and also just being consistent with whatever message you started with, you know, and being honest that whatever way you're adapting is a way that <clears throat> is natural rather than forced. So like you don't mm. wake up and suddenly think that you want to target 40 year olds when you've been targeting, targeting <laughs> teens for the last six months, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, anyway, um, I'd like to move into, um, talking about 